Oh, hi, I'm Sadwater, and this is Sadcast episode 101. 101, like the movie. The the uh, dogs with the lady, and they go and, you know, you know the movie, right? The dogs, the jungle book. I think that was the one. So, yes, uh, you know what? There's a lot of random, there's a lot of random, uh, topics that I'm going to get through today. And uh, I decided, you know, usually I name the podcast after. I'm giving you some inside scoops here in the in the makings of this thing. My microphone is like falling. Dude, this is stupid. Also, I'm waiting for um, the Trump press conference. That's why I'm like late in recording this. Man, my mic sucks. My mic stand. And uh, so I am going to name this episode, Nothing is Real and Everything is a Scam. My friend in her house, she has a neon sign that says everything is a scam. I think about it once in a while because it's true. Tucker Carlson had a good opening segment last night and uh, about how fake the coronavirus is. No, not how fake, but how the media and the politicians and uh, everyone in the doctors, like Dr. Dr. Fauci and the other lady, uh, how they blew it out of proportion. And, uh, you know, they were saying, flatten the curve, and then we can leave our homes. And now they're saying, you can't leave until it's fully gone. Oh, so for forever. So we're stuck for forever. Like, uh, like if, it's if, they, if they made a press conference and said, hey, guys, the flu is really bad. It's killing 80,000 people a year. And you can't leave your homes unless you have a mask on for forever. And you can't ever go... Uh, you can't leave, if it's non-essential, you can't leave until no one ever has the flu again. That's what they're telling us. So, yes, Tucker was one of the first people to uh, uh, warn the president about this and all that, but he never encouraged him to close the economy. Those were the doctors and the so-called experts like I spoke about last week. The experts, they're all hoaxers. Uh, in literally every, every uh, enclave that they exist in, and uh, so, you know, I was looking through what I want to talk about on this podcast, and, and yeah, nothing is real. Everything is a scam. And uh, <laughs> it's, you know, it's it's so weird how, how you can connect all of this. So uh, a few days ago, like, no, like four days ago, this really big documentary hit YouTube. It's an hour long. You guys should watch it. I think it's really good to watch. It's called Out of the Shadows. Uh, it's about pedophilia and the Hollywood elite and how it's been going on forever and how they put things in movies like subliminally and and all these things. Right. And uh, how they all they're all part of this secret cult society and they worship the devil and all that. This is stuff I've been hearing for for a long time. And uh, you have to take all this stuff with a grain of salt, but it's not surprising. And. The the in five days that it's been on on YouTube. First of all, I'm surprised it's still on YouTube, considering they kind of take they kind of yank things off really quickly. It has over five million views, and mostly upvotes. Very few downvotes. Go watch it. It's really good. So because of that, I kind of went down a wormhole the last couple of days with regards to uh, the <laughs> QAnon and uh, and that guy Isaac Cappy that that he was an actor he died 11 months ago um so supposedly he committed suicide 
and there were people who said there were teens trying to encourage him to not jump off the bridge, but in reality, those teens were never apprehended. Those teens were never interviewed or anything. Who knows who those teens were? And their no, and their and, and their identities have been a secret because they're teens, right? Okay. And uh, a lot of people are th- saying that no, he was thrown off a bridge, and really. The reason is because so he's a former actor and he was making a ton of videos exposing uh, not really specifically. So last night I went through this wormhole. I was watching his periscopes, his, um, you know, people rip them and put them on YouTube and all that. And he's saying so and so was a pedophile. Seth Green is a pedophile. Tom Hanks is a pedophile. All these people. He never really gave any. Any uh, he never really showed any evidence or anything like that, but, you know. And then he and then he always reassured people, I'm not suicidal, I'm not going to kill myself. And then his last his last video he made 4 days before his apparent suicide, he uh he said that he's he, you know he, he alluded to people being after him and he's going to not do these videos and he got himself in major trouble and blah blah blah. And then he dies. So Look, none of us know. None of us know about the Tom Hanks thing, and a lot of people are saying Tom Hanks is in jail right now. And he, he even he even was on uh, SNL. So SNL did uh, an episode this past Saturday where all the cast members and the host, the host was Tom Hanks, uh, were doing it from their homes, which is a super lame um, gimmick. And and it's funny because all of these people have so much money, and they're so-called entertainers, and they have the best writers. But they can't get equipment. I have better sound equipment, and mine sucks, than they do. I made a pilot that I'm pitching to a conservative network that looks a million times better than what SNL put out on Saturday night. So that's besides the point. So all these people in QAnon are saying that Tom Hanks is is a pedophile and, and Trump is using this <laughs> this coronavirus thing to lock everyone up. And, and and all these conspiracy theorists are saying that that Tom Hanks is actually locked up, and he's allowed to do these videos and stuff because he's he's uh they're using him as a chip to take down bigger people than him. Who knows? Conspir- look, th- this is this one thing I can tell you is conspiracies are fun, but you can't take them too seriously. Again, take it all with a grain of salt. And um, and uh, so the the interesting thing about the Tom Hanks one was that no one there was no proof he was really in Australia, supposedly there was no proof he actually ever came back, and there's no proof that he recorded that SNL episode from his house. It was a, there was a, it, like actually you watch it and it looks like what's behind him isn't his real house because it, it's a shitty kitchen and it looks like green screen. It just looks bad. So why am I bringing all this up? Because I did go down through the wormhole, and I have to tell you about it. And I want to know what you think, actually. So DM me. But I'm also bringing it up because we we really, especially now in the time of the internet, we really don't know what is real and what is not. And you have to kind of go with your instincts on a lot of things. Like, you know CNN lies. You know MSNBC lies. You know even Fox News lies. And, and what I appreciate about last night's segment... Uh, opening monologue from Tucker was that he basically admitted he's like the experts failed us the models were way off we should not and he never encouraged to close down the whole economy by the way he never did 
And he said we should open back up the economy and get back to work because the the damage that is being done right now and the damage with the bailouts and the damage with all these things is going to be felt for five years because it's a bubble. So maybe you're not going to feel it now, right? But in five years, it might hit us. It might hit us harder than 2008 market crash. And, uh, and that will be basically once Trump's presidency is done and whoever's after is going to have to really clean up that mess. And... Um, the problem is, is that that who knows again? Who knows if there's anything behind the scenes that we don't know? If if really Trump is doing this because he wants to show people that borders are important, that China fucking sucks, which they do, and uh, and bring manufacturing back here, and he's he's doing he's outweighing the pros and cons. Like again, we don't know. That's why a lot of what I talk about is more cultural. Like I do know the the gay agenda, and I'm just using that as an example. Is uh, it was never about gay marriage, and you see it ramping up every year with the Gay Pride Month, and then it's not only a month; it's it's now three months out of the year, and it's really indoct- to indoctrinate children and and uh, and all that, right? So you 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 know you you know with that kind of stuff, you you can see it pretty clearly what is going on. But with when you when you look into the conspiracies and like QAnon and and the pedophile ring and all look. There are grains of truth to that, obviously. Hollywood is entrenched in pedophilia. Look into Dan Schneider, who got a big payout from Nickelodeon, who is a pedophile. And uh, look in, in, in the Harvey Weinstein shit and all that. So it, it exists. But you can't let that stuff take over your life. And again, why am I bringing this up? So the other night I was watching a movie called a, uh, Touch of Evil. It's... Suppose it, it. I haven't seen all Orson Welles's movies. It was made, I think, in 1946. It's a noir, and I told, like I told you before, I'm watching a lot of these old films because, you know, what I've realized is that you you want if you want to experience good art, uh, don't look at anything new. Don't don't look to the new and the 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 the, the new and the shiny. Uh, new art sucks. New music sucks. And again, there's exceptions. I love the new Strokes album. And, uh, and, and, and new architecture sucks. All of this stuff sucks, right? Look to the past. Look to the past. So I was, I've been watching Orson Welles, Orson Welles interviews, and there was one really interesting one where he spoke about meeting Hitler in Germany when he was in his 20s. And how he sat right next to him at a dinner. No, it was it was in it was in the thirties, or maybe late twenties. And he said that he doesn't he doesn't remember even talking to him. They spoke, but he doesn't remember anything about Hitler. And the interviewer was like, "Is it is it because you just forgot? And maybe you need to go through hypno hypnotherapy to open that whole thing up?" And he goes, "No, he just didn't make an impact on me. He was the most uninteresting guy." Which you know means that he was propped up by other people, but but it, I thought that that was interesting, so I kind of went into a wormhole about Orson Welles, and uh, oh, and then another interesting thing Orson Welles said was, and this is in the seventies. This is when he's on Johnny Carson's show. He's saying that uh, TV shows kind of suck, movies suck, and the best thing was radio. So it's all it's funny how people romanticize the past, like how I'm doing right now. But he his point was actually very interesting. He said that what you see on TV or in a movie it will never be as good as your imagination. And when you had to listen to stories on the radio, it was your it was up to you to to 
make everything up. So if someone's describing an action scene, it, it, you know, there were TV shows. They, and then no, there were radio shows back then. Like there were legit radio shows. There was a uh, Superman was over the radio and all that. So you, it was up to you to create the whole fantasy in your head, which will always be better than what is on a TV or in a movie. Even to this day, with all the technology, your imagination will always be better. That's why reading is very important too. And I found that interesting. I mean, there was the, so 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 you know, instinctively we'll always look to the past. But trust me on this one. If you want to experience good art, music movies, whatever, like how I'm doing with movies, go to the past. So I watched this movie called Touch of Evil, which is really, really good. And uh, and then I was like, oh, you know, uh, I remember growing up hearing Orson Welles. He read, no relation to H.G. Wells, by the way, who, who wrote War of the Worlds and The Time Machine and The Invisible Man and, and all. The great, he was pr- pretty much the first science fiction writer. And uh, so I remember growing up and hearing that Orson Welles read the war of the worlds on the radio 1938 at the mercury theater in new york and uh and how people were were so scared they thought aliens were actually invading us and i i throughout up until last week i thought that that actually happened and there was a nationwide nationwide panic about it and and i always thought that was, that's funny people were simpler back then and and they can be influenced so easily which we can still to this day I mean, think about how passive everyone is right now. No one's no one's angry. No one's mad. No one no one has grit anymore. The fact that the government is making us stay at home and no one's just saying, you know, fuck this shit. The coronavirus is no big deal. Everyone had it November, December, January, February in this country, by the way. I mean, if you talk to talk to your friends and be like, hey, did anyone you get sick and it was really really weird during those times? Most people will be like, yeah. Especially in major cities like Los Angeles, because I got it in February. I for sure had it. Remember, I didn't do my podcast for a couple weeks, and then I tried to do it one day, and and I put one out, and then I just couldn't do one the next week because I was so exhausted. I, I I had all these things, and and I had fever for fourteen days. But the the economy wasn't shut down then, but now it is, and no one's saying anything. So it's funny how I'm how I used to think, uh, yeah, people were simpler back then with the War of the Worlds. And how they actually thought aliens were invading. That's cute. And uh, so I looked into it. And it's false. It's false. It's complete. It's, it's, it's almost like an urban legend. But who started this urban legend? You know who started it? The media. Fake news. Fake news has, been, has existed since the news existed. Think about that. And you're going to you're going to you're going to ask wait why would they make that up? Why would the New York Times make that up? Why would newspapers for a whole month push out stories of how everyone was in a panic over uh you know there was no repeats by the way on the radio. There was no everything was live. He read this live. So it's not like he read it and then they kept playing it on the radio and more and more people kept on thinking it was real. It was played one time. It was 2 hours long. 2% ratings. Very few people who were listening to the radio that night actually listened to it. And you're going to ask me, wait, why would the New York Times and all the all the newspapers put articles out for a whole month talking about this? Why would they make a big deal out of something that is not a big deal? Why would they totally fabricate this whole news story? Why would they do that? And it's so it's really, really interesting because if you if you see how the purge on YouTube has has been the past four years on YouTube, there's been a major purge of 
of conservative outlets of even other people like there's vegan accounts all these things there's major purge because youtube ever since it got bought by google cared only cared about the preserving the mainstream media and and saving face and uh not losing advertisers but the thing is they never really had a problem with advertisers it's really to control the narrative people are afraid of uh, the the so-called Russians who the Russian bots who manipulated the election by spending a hundred thousand dollars on Facebook ads are you fucking kidding me while China is manipulating currency crashing our economy with in uh, attacking us with the virus and you have Facebook Twitter YouTube Google manipulating internet searches kicking people off social media doing all these things and you're worried about uh, the Russian bots. So fake news has existed, and it, and it the history is repeating itself. So the headlines are it's it's an it's amazing. The reason why the New York Times, Boston Daily Globe, all these publications for a whole month were pushing this. And in front look front page 1938 October 31st 1938 front page of the Boston Daily Globe says radio play terrifies nation. Mars invasion thought real. Hysteria grips uh, folk listening in late. Not true. By the way, they had uh, three warnings. In the beginning of the broadcast, Orson Welles says this, there's an announcement that this is a reading of the War of the Worlds. They did it again in the middle. They did it again in the end. So the reason why the media was attacking the War of the Worlds for so long, Orson Welles reading the War of the Worlds for so long, was because the radio was a new medium and the newspapers all banded together to combat the radio because uh, it was a threat. People were paying attention to the radio more than they were uh, newspapers. So they used the, the War of the Worlds as a, uh, as a weapon against all of radio, which I think is interesting. History does repeat itself. So, so yeah, the 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 head of the the headline of the Boston Globe, Boston Daily Globe was radio play terrifies nation. Then the the headline for the New York Times was uh, again front page, radio less radio listeners in panic, taking war drama as fact. Many flee homes to escape gas raid from Mars. Phone call swamp police at broadcast of Wells Fantasy. Uh, all a lie. So I tweeted, so all these publications completely fabricated widespread panic. They published articles for a full month about the danger of getting your news from radio and used Orson Welles' War of the Worlds broadcast as an example. Pure fake news sound familiar? And by the way, um, this was a total coincidence, but you... <laughs> um, <laughs> it's just it's just funny that on the same front page of the New York Times that same day, October 31st, 1938, ousted Jews find refuge in Poland after border stay. Uh so that that's also news that didn't really age well. Uh I don't know, I just thought that that was kind of sad but funny. Sad but funny. Um but th- this also kind of brings to mind how um, we're better detectives now. So it, it's easier to fool people back then when you have a limited a limited amount of places you can get your sources from. And now, yes, now we do have 
infinite amount of places. And that's why you can fall into rabbit holes of conspiracy theories where they do kind of stem from truth, but maybe they're not. Maybe they're filled with opportunistic people. Every every facet of every uh, industry has opportunistic people. So it's it's filled everywhere. But that's besides the point. So now we have we have an infinite amount of of uh, information, which some may say is good, some may say is bad. I think it's actually good because we're now detectives. And, uh, you know, the, the media can't really fool us as much. Now, I have been complaining that people have been losing grit and are passive and will kind of just do what, what the government and mainstream media says. But there's two sides to every coin. So um, I also tweeted that same day in the same thread. I said, fake news will always exist, but we're better detectives now. So that same... So uh, in January, the New York Times... I like how all these people, by the way, do not delete their old tweets. They just keep them up and they're like, fuck it. It doesn't matter. But in January, the New York Times tweeted, there's no evidence that the virus, a coronavirus, is readily spread by humans and it has not been tied to any deaths but health officials in china and internationally are watching it carefully thank you new york times for just giving us the truth fake news will always exist and um you can count on the mainstream media to provide you fake news um so that was in january and then in february february 5th new york times again says who says it's not safe to travel who Oh, oh, for a second, I'm like, the WHO? But they didn't capitalize it. So it says, who says it's not safe to travel to China? The coronavirus travel ban is unjust and doesn't work anyway. You know, because Trump Trump did that, so we have to be against him. Because fuck him. <laughs> right? Right, New York Times? I, it's, it's just interesting that, um, you know, history repeats itself. And I found this whole thing about the War of the Worlds totally by accident. It just it's just because now I have way more time. I have to, I've had I've always had time on my hands, but now I have way more time on my hands because of the um the lockdown and all that. So, uh whenever I go down a rabbit hole of a director I like like Stanley Kubrick, I'll I'll try to find old documentaries and interviews and all these things. So, totally an accident that I found this. Um and speaking of speaking of trying to tell the truth and uh, it failing, uh, Periscope banned me. Periscope is the live stream app that Twitter owns, and I'm still on Twitter, so it's just weird that I got banned on one. And uh, I think it's I think it's because the Chinese bots were after me, and I think that no one's in the offices, so they have uh, they have algorithms regulating their whole system. And if if they get report re, if someone gets reported by many people at once, it'll just ban you. Because uh, Twitter on Twitter, I'm not banned, and uh, hopefully I'll get back on there. I liked Periscope, and and the video in question is where I wanted I headline I titled it an apology to the Chinese, and then it just was a 30 minute rant shitting on the Chinese, which um the Chinese it's China Chinese aren't a race. I guess it's different if I said Asians. But my dislike is just towards the country of China. Um, Oh, I wasn't going to talk about this, but it just brings to mind 
just let me refresh your memory so you don't stop it stop and say you know what fuck this guy he's racist or he's a bigot or xenophobic or whatever but china i tweeted earlier because so I, I saw someone posted a video on youtube that says the case against china and it's an hour long and i i, I wrote i don't need an hour long video to convince me china sucks they everything that moves dog dogs ba- mice bats etc highest re- reported capital punishment in the world keyword reported because they kill millions and then they have people in concentration camps and then i said harvesting of human organs social credit system and so on but i got banned on periscope from that and uh, again these people in china are not allowed on these social media platforms so it's the bots it's the bots coming from there, whether it be bot bots or people who work for the CCP. But whatever. Um, I also have got into um, a little bit of a fixation with Africa. <laughs> and um, how do Africans talk like this? They have a language called pigeon. And it's broken English, and I love it. It's the most retarded thing you'll ever hear. And what's even more retarded than that is that um, BBC, the BBC, uh, British Broadcasting Company or Corporation, uh, has an ha- they have a verified BBC News Pigeon account on Instagram. You know how hard it is to get verified on Instagram? So this is not a joke. This is not a joke. If you go to BBC News Pigeon, P-I-D-G-I-N, um, you're gonna think it's fake. You're gonna think, and, and and it's amazing because they have posts of, of, pigeon proverbs by uh, random people. Like you don't know these people. Like rat way they eat yam, they inside yam. So let me try to just decode this for you. And they spell everything wrong. So it's a, it's rat way. W W E Y Day D E Y Eat is spelled like eat. Yam is yam. All right. So when rats eat yam, their inside is yam. What is that? What does that mean? No one knows. But for some reason, the BBC <laughs> has made an account for pigeon, broken English. English is probably has to be it has to be one of the easiest languages in the world to learn. And I'm saying that without any fact. Uh but the fact of the matter is is that um it's kind of like the world language. So when you have uh, a, an African leader meeting with a Chinese leader, they by default have to speak English. So they they overcomplicated English and I love it. But I want to, I, I, you know what? This whole podcast is brought to you in part by BBC, BBC News Pigeon. And I want you to listen to a message from them. This is why, uh, I guess this is about COVID-19, a 60-second clip about COVID-19 and why. You go day safe with face mask. You go day safe with face mask. That is, uh, you'll have to figure out what that means. But uh, we got to listen to this. Plenty people don't need face mask, like this one. Except you sick, or you don't take care of person who they suspect say he get coronavirus. Coronavirus they enter body through the mouth and nose, 
and you feel carry and give another person if they touch your eyes, your nose and your mouth with your hands like this one. And you feel still get them if you didn't hear person with a cough or sneeze. Person, person is person. Way they cough or sneeze. Way, when? When they cough or, or way is when. Yeah, rat. Way they eat yam, they inside yam. Way they cough or sneeze. I'm just going to read you the rest. D spread. D spread is D-I. From people, way they get virus. From people. You know, the other night I was so obsessed with this that I was um, teaching myself pigeon. So I was watching it and then repeating everything they said. My sister, the roof fell on top of her and she dead. Um, from people get from from people. People people is P-I-P-O. When is W-E-Y get the virus for times where you no feet. Distance yourself well, well. <laughs> and, they, and also when they say go, it's go, go. But this face mask, no be. Replacement for washing of hands and... Okay, so you have to use hand sanitizer and alcohol-based, whatever. But um, what another thing I noticed is they have no punctuation. There's no commas. There's nothing. It, it just It's run-on sentences forever. It's an infinite run-on sentence. Their whole language is an infinite run-on sentence. And sanitizers. Remember, say, if you de use this mask, no de touch am. Am is arm, or I think. And make you always... <laughs> this is so stupid. And look, I'm not... I guess I am shitting on all of Africa, and that's okay. I'm not saying they're evil. I mean, some of the dictators and all that and violence and whatever. But I don't know. You know, it's funny when, when people say that this, this country is so oppressive and racist. Uh, leave. Where would they go, though? I guess this is the best country. Wow, my, my mic thing. Look, it keeps on falling. Watch, I'm going to talk and then the volume is going to suck. Blah, 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 blah. It fell. Um, from, okay, so whatever, I'm done. You guys have to look up BBC News Pigeon. It's amazing. Um, but this coincides with the next thing. So on, on Twitter today, another trending thing. You know what I noticed trends is if it's like a publication that does a story about someone who's so stupid and it's like, well, they tried. But they don't say, they don't frame it like that. Oh, it's good that at least these people tried. They frame it like it's a good thing. Like, uh, I want to talk about this on Friday's podcast, but the a trending story on Twitter and the head of the, the front page of the LA Times was about how um, the, the coronavirus is affecting disabled people who are breaking out in, in uh, the world of Hollywood. And uh, they're also suffering. Who cares? Who cares? Everyone is. Just who the fuck cares? You don't need to write a whole story about a lady in a wheelchair who was going to make it in Hollywood and then didn't because coronavirus. Like, who the fuck cares? We keep doing this. Like, we keep propping up. It's 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 the same thing with the, the models who are models. I'm using that word very loosely, who are very fat. And uh, they, they're given a whole billboard. And it's like, yay, you did it. You also modeled, but you're fat. And we're all kind of laughing at you. So it's the same thing with this I'm going to talk about. 20-year-old first-class anatomy graduate of Delta State University 
wherever that is, Isheli Grace Kinichi is making face masks with beads after observing that some people find it hard to breathe with the popular face masks. Well, yeah, it's covering your nose and your mouth. That's the point, so nothing can get in. She made a face mask out of beads. Do you, can you imagine what that looks like? It has holes everywhere. Isn't this innovative? Hashtag legit stories. Hashtag pay USA via BVN. I don't know what that means. Hashtag coronavirus. Now, I um, I don't know if this is a publication that's making fun of her, but it, it seems like it's applauding her, and I just think that that's really funny. And I feel like it, it's pretty funny that it comes out when I'm in a, in my obsessed phase of, of pigeon and Africa. Like, I posted a video of a uh a guy i keep it's a video i think about a lot it's been it's been out for like 10 years now and it's uh, it's about this african dude who he's almost killed himself various times where uh he built a helicopter for 80 80 or 50 million whatever their currency is in 50 million and you know a, a country is shitty when it reaches 50 million you need, when you have cash that has it, it's a million dollars, a million dollar bill, you know that th- that country sucks because their their currency is heavily devalued because they keep printing money. So they're like, okay, we'll make a trillion billion uh, bill. So this guy he built it for fifty million, and I totally guessed. I said I'm gonna guess fifty million shillings in your country is the equivalent of fourteen thousand. No, the equivalent of seven thousand dollars, and I was off. I was off, but not by that much. It's equal to just under fourteen thousand dollars. So, uh, it, it it this has all been down my wormhole of of Africa and fascinated with how they operate there, which is barely. And um, the the helicopter this guy built was built for fourteen thousand dollars, and um, it it. it all it is is a thing that looks like a helicopter. You guys have to look this up. It looks like a helicopter. So they think I look, this is what I think. I think that that guy and many people like him because there's many stories like this and it makes it on their news and they call him they, he's an engineer, right? They say he's an engineer. Um these people don't know how anything works. To them it's borderline magic and then he uh so he he figured okay i'm going to make it look like the helicopter and then it will work all that has to happen is i'm going to make it look like the thing and then i'm going to have to put a a little bit a little motor that makes the the helicopter rotator blades move and that's it that that's all he did and the the blades he's he now wears a helmet he now wears a bike helmet because they they were working so poorly but this again this thing cannot fly it was working so poorly that it hit him on the side of his head and he almost died and not once but twice it happened so then he's like okay third time is a charm i'm gonna wear a helmet from now on uh but the helmet also doesn't cover the part where he got hit so you know uh it's cute the whole thing is cute uh and it reminds me of like this this girl that made the face mask with out of beads that doesn't do shit cuz there's holes in it um it, it it's all it's all 
pretty it's pretty close to one another and and i i don't know i just think it's funny that this came out today while uh i'm obsessed with with african stuff um like but if i wore her face mask to cvs i got kicked out of cvs the other night not because i said the n-word out loud but because i wasn't wearing a face mask and that's by law now in california you go into any store you have to have a face mask so I went the next day, I put on underwear on my face, and they let me in. But I guarantee you if I wore this lady's bead mask, they would have been like, what are you doing, man? This this doesn't do anything. Why You have to get out of here. We're going to call the cops if you, if you try to come in here with a fake bead mask. Whatever. Okay, we got to move on. Um, so you're not going to know, but I had to stop this podcast 18 minutes in, and... Uh, because something happened with GarageBand, but actually, anyways, I, I had my iPad on Fox News because uh, I watch Trump's press conferences every day. So I was like, okay, I have to watch his press conference every day. There's something. Every day, there's something that becomes meme. Yesterday, he did a press conference where he showed a presentation of why the news is fake. Why uh, everything that they're doing is to smear him, which is pretty much true. And uh, he did a timeline of since the beginning of what he was saying. Like, you know how people were were um, sending around a video of him saying, everything's fine, everything's fine. And it, it was pretty, it was a hit job. So he made his own video, which I think is fucking badass. And uh, so I wanted to play a clip for you of yesterday's press conference. Uh, that was awesome. But today there was even a better one. And uh, I didn't really save... I'm just going to play this one. But I, I think he's been kicking ass. And it's so entertaining. So let's play this. Why are there no consequences for China for the misinformation that they shared? How do you know there are no share? consequences? We have been asked. How do you know there are no consequences? What are the consequences, Mr. President? I wouldn't tell you. China will find out. Why would I tell you? People are concerned that they stonewalled. No, you started off by saying, why are there no consequences? A few times. So follow up on your response. Why are there no consequences? How do you know there are no consequences? You're going to find out. I wouldn't tell you. You'd probably be the last person on earth I'd tell. Go ahead. Yeah, please. I'll never get sick of that. I'll never get sick of someone punching back. So remember I told you earlier in the podcast that fake news has always existed. It's not a new thing that Trump invented. He's just the one who's he's the first one to call it out. Everyone before him tried to appease them and tried to be nice to them. If I'm nice to them, they'll be nice to me. That's not how it works. Their job is to is to do the bidding for the globalists. It's to do the bidding for the elites. And uh, to undermine America. And Trump is like, fuck you guys, I'm done. And every day he does these press conferences, he gets stronger. And it's so entertaining. I think that this whole shutdown is a, was a mistake. I think we overblow, and I've been saying this, that we're overblowing it, that, co- that, that coronavirus, Chinese virus, is not as bad as they say. Uh, I had it in February for sure. And, uh, the, you know, but the silver lining is, is that we might now bring our we might now build the wall secure our borders fuck china bring manufacturing back home and you see the president flexes muscle muscles every day beating up the media what's interesting also is that there is no election happening right now obama through video not in a person not in a rally obama today endorsed biden and it's it's already old news 
it, it was not trending on Twitter. No one was talking about it. And it happened five hours ago. It's not going to be remembered tomorrow. There is no election. I'm still convinced Biden's not going to be the nominee. And the Trump doing the press conference every day is flexing his muscles. He's destroying the media, exposing them for who they are, the, the hoaxers that they are, the frauds that they are. And uh, these these videos are uh, hilarious. I you know what I'm gonna play you, I'm gonna play you the shit. Where where did it go? I'm gonna play you the the clip from today that that just now that just happened right now. That was awesome. Last few weeks, you say they still can't get tested, and that uh, they aren't social distancing because so they the governors, wait, 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 yeah, wait, wait, yeah, wait, yeah. So excuse me, excuse me. I know I know your question. You ready? The governors, the governors are supposed to do testing. It's up to the governors. Go ahead, please. Go ahead, please. Quiet. 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 Mr. President, they are following your lead. That they are not social. The governors are doing the testing. It's now not up, and it hasn't been up to the federal government. Go ahead. I told them when they put this guy here. It's nothing but trouble. He's a showboat. If you keep talking, I'll leave and you can have it out with the rest of these people. If you keep going to leave and you can have it out with them. Just a loud mouth. Go ahead. Amazing. That is what I want. That is what I want. That's why I think that not only is there no election right now and, and, and uh, it's the Trump show and he's getting stronger and uh, his, his, his polling is higher. Higher than it's ever been. Uh, but from now on, I want all my presidents, no matter what party, to be like this. As long as they're America first, that's what I want. I want this kind of attitude. Because I'm sick of the bullshit. I'm si- and, and, and everyone is too. Even people who are susceptible to believing in fake news, deep down know that it's it's bullshit. They do. They do. They're just a little bit hung up on their teams, but they are, they are, they're, they're done. Everyone's done. It's so easy to spot this stuff from now, you know, now, especially, like I said, because we're all detectives, but, um, let's move on. Uh, yeah, he destroyed, he destroyed that person. So, um, (laughs) uh, I put this here, this clip from, Alex Jones. I don't think it fits. Like, there's no transition right now. I don't think it fits with anything that I want to talk about. But I saw this clip, and uh, Alex Jones is a national treasure, um, and uh, I agree with him. You know, you don't play games with this stuff. Kill the Chinese spies. Kill them now. I want them dead. No more games. I want Trump to issue death warrants now against all these people. I want them killed. I want them dead now. So uh, I I actually, look, I agree with him. <laughs> I agree with him. You know what? I, I, I read another tweet. You see, Twitter is actually interesting because it's, it's, you can, it could be the worst thing in the world or you can curate it and have a lot of interesting different topics that you, you want to learn from and and that that's that can be your 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 feed your news feed and uh and it can you can learn about anything really because experts are on there and uh i saw another tweet today 
that I never really thought about, but but it makes more and more sense, especially now that we're in a post-COVID-19 world um, where the Chinese, the Chinese go all over, right? They go, they as it, and I'm using them as an, as an example, but they, uh, they buy up land everywhere and they own huge chunks of land in our country. I don't think that should be allowed. I think that in order to be a landowner in this country, you should be a citizen. That's it. I don't think other foreign entities should be able to own land here. And with regards to what Alex Jones said, yeah, fucking kill them all. I, I also I also suspect that in Trump's second term, he's not going to be who he was in his first term. I think we're going to see um, we're going to see Trump, uh, the Mountain Dew Trump, like extreme. You know, those weird Mountain Dew names. Now I have to look it up. Mountain Dew Code Red. <laughs> like that was a flavor. We're going to see Trump Code Red. We're, we're now seeing Trump light, you know, he has to kind of play the game and say, yeah, I'm friends with China and all this. And the moment he wins, he has nothing left to lose. And we're going to see Trump code red, Trump Mountain Dew code red, monster energy Trump. That's what we're going to see. And uh, we need to purge all of the Chinese spies. We need to deport all of the students, so-called students that intertwine with are intertwined with the professors and then their proxies. The 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 the, the Chinese students, the three hundred and twenty five thousand Chinese students that are here, are proxies for the the they're spies. They're proxies for the Chinese Communist Party, and uh, they they're used as vessels to to steal our intellectual property. And they, uh, you know, they're who bribe the 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 teachers, like in Harvard, like the guys the the guy that got arrested in Harvard, the Harvard perse- professor who was getting $5 million from China, which is nothing, nothing to the Chinese. We got to get rid of all of these people. And if you want to own land in this country, you have to be a U.S. citizen. That's it. Done. You know what? I made it. I made the Alex Jones thing fit. Another thing that was happening. Um, so, oh, Bernie Sanders dropped out. I forgot he was actually even in it. Bernie Sanders dropped out. And uh, it was uh, underwhelming. This whole election on the left on the on the left side has been so underwhelming. The only interesting things for me have been the way that the DNC catapulted Biden to the be the front runner. Where go ask anyone, go hang out. I know you're supposed to be isolating, but go outside. Anyone that passes by, say, "Hey, are you a fan of Joe Biden?" For the people that know who Joe Biden is, they're not going to be a fan. For the people that are going to vote for him, they're going to reluctantly vote for him. The dude is is going to be the most unpopular, unlikable. If he actually does make it to the finish line, and he is the one who's the the nominee, he's going to be the the worst nominee ever. So, Joe Biden is the guy now because Bernie Sanders dropped out. There was a guy, Ziad Ahmed, who I've never heard of, but I guess he has a following and he has a company and whatever. He's a kid in his twenties. And he, he posted a video that says, uh, he wrote, I'm seeing way too many of my peers proudly claim that they won't be voting for Biden in November. So I made this TikTok in response. By the way, TikTok is a degeneracy. You're un-American if you use it. And it's um, it's garbage and we should ban it. So uh, he then says, there's far too much at stake to vote based on what makes us feel good inside. We have lives to save 
lives to save. They they talk about Trump as if he is the devil. As if he is no, as if he is death. You know the death the guy who's in who's a skeleton and he's in the cloak and he has a that thing. What's that called? A wreath? Is that what that's called? Um Yeah, he's not. It's like, okay, you say Trump is racist. Give me one instant. Give me give, tell me give me proof. Give me proof. And it, it's most likely a, a, a comment taken out of context. And if you listen to the whole thing, he wasn't really... When he says you people, he, he says it to everyone. He says it to the reporters. He means reporters, not black people. It's not all reporters are black. Um, so this video got 3 million views. And uh, this one person in response wrote, This motherfucker went to Princeton Day School from grade 5 to 12 with a tuition fee of $36,000 a semester. His father was a CEO of Citibank and CFO at Nexus Pharmaceuticals. He had to green screen a normal living room for his Joe Biden endorsement because he lives in a fucking mansion. Uh, I don't know if it's green screen, but it's a plain looking room. And you can tell this kid is is rich. And I hate using that word, but privileged like really 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 privileged uh, we got to listen to this it's amazing and then i want to go a little bit i want to give you more information on this guy because these are the opportunistic people to the bernie supporters on this app who still refuse to support biden my question to you is who are you serving and who are you helping you get no brownie points for posturing ideological purity you don't help anyone because you feel better about not voting for him you know what does help people? Having a president who believes that we need to get healthcare to more folks. Maybe not as many folks as you and I want, but folks. They use folks a lot. It's like when they use the word community. We love community. Uh no you don't. You you don't even know what that word means. Uh we all we we none of us have lived in real communities where people are neighborly, where people care for one another. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna actually get into that because there's something I, I uh, that has nothing to do with politics, but is very interesting. I love the Japanese. I'm just gonna say it. I love the Japanese. Actually, no. I'll talk about it now, and then I'll go back to this. So in Japan, it they have a they have what's called a high trust society. What is a high trust society? You may ask. Well, it typically has to be. By nature, by law of how we evolved and how we are, it has to be a homogenous society. You can't have a high trust society when you have a, when your motto is diversity is our strength. Because that, again, like community and like how this kid uses folks and 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 by the way, the cadence in in the tone of his voice is so fucking faggy. These people, it's it's like it's worse than preachers because there's no force to it. It's just it's like pleading and it's 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 groveling. It's 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 uh it's so uh what is what am I looking for? It's just it's kind of like how I was talking about how all these reporters just sound gay. I have not that I have anything against I mean I have a little bit against gay people but it's uh uh I don't know, just be a fucking man. So a high trust society is a homogenous society. And uh I have great respect for the Japanese, not only because of how they live now, but because how they operated right after we dropped two bombs on them, right after we dropped two atomic bombs on them, they were like, okay, you guys are awesome. Sorry for that whole kamikaze Pearl Harbor thing. We're going to go back and rebuild our country. 
and uh, and they were back better than ever. They didn't really dwell on being bombed. Do you notice how people that are born in this country that are, let's just say, as an example, black, because I'm a Jew and we don't really dwell on the Holocaust. Uh, the people who don't dwell on things, like the Japanese who got two bombs dropped on them, uh, rebuild really fast. And I, it, it, I think it has to do with high IQ. Honestly, I think it has to do with high IQ, where you can just move on and rebuild and be like, sorry about that thing, guys. Like the Germans did it. The Germans rebuilt really quickly after World War II. And they're like, we're my bad. The Nazi thing was a huge mistake. And uh, then they become a world superpower. And now they're kind of falling apart because they have open borders. And then, as for an example, Japan doesn't have open borders. They have a high-trust society. And, I, and they have real communities. This is what's really interesting to me. So someone posted, I suggest you follow this on Twitter. If you don't have a Twitter, make one. Follow whoever I follow. How about that? Uh, Wrath of Ganon. Follow that guy. He's this Japanese guy who obsesses about about uh, architecture and beauty, everything I like. And uh, he wrote, a high-trust society is already hardwired for efficiency and social distancing. Chilled soda pops, vegetables, with change, even live fish. All pre-outbreak photos. But he was posting as an example, that they have stores open in these specific communities that uh, don't have anyone working there, that they have the merch out. It's all out in the open, by the way. And you come in, some some of them are actual stores. You go in and you, you pay what things are and, and that's it. They have extreme low theft rates. Whereas an example of a diverse, a diverse city like San Francisco, uh, you're having because by California law, if you steal under a thousand dollars worth of stuff, you don't get arrested. <laughs> it's so fucking backwards here. And this a city like San Francisco is what liberals want everywhere in our country to be like, where we should look to Japan. And by the way, this is all proof I'm not racist. This is proof that I do like other cultures. Uh, I really revere the Japanese. Uh, they have shops where there's no one working there, where the money is there. You're supposed to leave money in a basket, and you get your, you make your own change, and you take the merch that you want, and that's it. It's amazing. So this guy's making a point that that they already do social distancing, and they they're not really feeling any of it. And then he gave a, an example of a high tech one. He said, "Here's a high tech variant, an unmanned store, but it has." An AI cashier system in a rural northern town, population of 5,500. Similar stores already exist in and around Tokyo. So even exists in the cities. So when you have these fuckers like this kid who wants you to vote for Joe Biden, who uh, has never left his gated community, has never left his private school, has had a life on a silver platter and all that, who doesn't understand that we have cities literally crumbling... Because of this whole notion that diversity is our strength and uh, orange man bad. Uh, he, they, these people use the word folks when they want to normalize. Like when people say trans folks, they're normalizing that shit. It, 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 it's, a for, it's a very sleight of hand form of brainwash. It's very interesting. You have to pay attention to keywords that these people use. And then like this kid uses community. We need to help our community. 
it's it's like the people who say we need more public housing. Oh, you you mean you want more ghettos to put black people in? Okay, okay, cool. You're actually the racist. Um, like that Wrath of Ganon account always says, ha- homes, not housing. When you build when you build beautiful things that stand the test of time, people will take care of it and cherish it. When you build public housing that looks like it's ripped right out of 1984 or any dystopian movie, uh, no one's going to like it. Everyone's going to be miserable. And uh, it's going physic- to make people physically sick. If your surroundings are shit, you're more predisposed to being sick and unhappy and depressed. So not only physically sick, but mentally sick. So let's continue with this fucking kid. More folks, you know what does help people? Having a president who believes climate change is real and happening. You know what does help people? Having a president who will name a vice president that is a woman who will defend women's rights. You know what does help people? Having a president who will name people to courts for every level of this country that defend Roe versus Wade. You know what does help people? Having a president who believes in increasing welfare. It might not be everything that we want, but some progress is better than no progress and we can't claim to care about issues if we don't support them right now enough with the bullshit period he's hysterical this is actually this is what it is he he sounds like a woman he sounds like a woman who just found out about politics and he's like i gotta uh, uh, roe v wade and climate change and women and we where where it's just he's he's regurgitating things and then throwing it up it's like it's like feeding baby birds that's what he's doing He's he's so hysterical and he uh, he can't even contain himself. Uh, what did he he say? He said something. What did he just say? Increasing welfare and then progress. He goes. It doesn't matter. We just need to progress. We need progress. Um, I spoke about this. Progress at what cost? Do you realize repercussions of things? Do you realize repercussions of welfare? We need to end welfare. We need to scale it back and just end it forever. It keeps people down. It's horrible. I think that this bailout, this so-called $1,200 bailout, is a huge mistake. I think I think that that we... we sh- I mean, we should have never closed down the economy. And that's a whole other subject. But this kid is, uh, is a fag. And uh, uh, do you want to hear how he got into Stanford? This This is fucking amazing. This is amazing. He tweeted it. This is this is from three years ago. Uh, I submitted this in my Stanford application, and yesterday I was admitted. I submitted this answer in my Stanford application. So, um, you know what he did? <laughs> you know what his whole essay was for his Stanford application? It was hashtag Black Lives Matter. Copy and paste it a thousand times. You think I'm kidding? Go find this. His name is Ziad Ahmed. Of course. Of course. 30,000 likes. He's such a, oh my God, he cares. He cares about the blacks. He cares so much. Stanford knows he cares. That's why he got in. Uh, you want you want me to read you the response from Stanford? Again, he, all he did was hashtag, hashtag copy and pasted Black Lives Matter. So the response from Stanford was this. Dear Ziad, Congratulations, you have been admitted to Stanford's class of 2021. Everyone who reviewed your application was inspired by your passion, determination, accomplishments, and heart. We acknowledge and celebrate all you have worked for with the good news this letter brings. Um, 
Yeah. So I'm going to, the, the letter's not finished, by the way, but this brings to mind how I have said, I continually say, I'm very, I'm very consistent with what I say. College is a scam. It's, you're, you're literally asking to be indoctrinated. Not only are you asking to go into to debt, because most of you aren't as rich as this kid, um, and, 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 and be in debt for like 50 years. Um, but you're being, you're asked to be indoctrinated. You're asked to be surrounded by people like this, who are the most unimpressive people. You're not surrounded by smart people. It would be really cool if there was a place where you can go and maybe like, um, maybe like a Soho house where you pay monthly fee to be surrounded by just smart people. And and you have to have like a certain IQ to be accepted. It's not how much money you have, but like how how I how high of an IQ because I'm telling you it's not the it's not the universities this is where the dumbest people go I mean the you know how I know it's I'm not just saying this this is where the dumbest people go you're asking to be in debt so I'll give you an example I didn't go to college I am in debt right now because I I I um I uh took a risk with Sadwater and I wanted to start a company, and I knew I couldn't get a loan, so I'll just say, fuck it, I'm going to go do this on my, with my credit cards. Now, looking back, yes, that was not the the best decision. But I didn't know I was going to fail. I had hunches. I had, I thought, you know, I had contact with Coca-Cola. I had plans. I thought I was going to succeed. I was very close to. And I took a risk. Usually people who, who, who are risk-averse and who don't want to, you know, those people are just bland whatever people, uh, I'll take a risk. I took a risk. But if you ask to be in debt because you know you know the game, you know the game with college, you know that you're going to go into hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt, maybe more, for a bullshit degree. The more degrees there are, the more useless they are. If more and more people go to college, you have to justify its existence by making more kinds of degrees, making more... Uh, just bullshit classes. Like there was a class Harvard did on Beyonce. You know what I mean? They're they're, they're laughing in your face. So you're, you're, you're knowingly going into it saying, I'm going to go in debt. I didn't do that with Sadwater. I took a risk. You're not taking a risk going to college. So the letter continues. You are quite you are quite simply a fantastic match with Stanford. You will bring something original and extraordinary to our campus, a place where you can learn, grow, and thrive. No, that's all a lie. You will bring something original. You literally hashtag Black Lives Matter. That's how you got in. That's literally what they all do there. <laughs> Invite a conservative speaker to Stanford and see what happens. You will bring something original and extraordinary to our campus? No. You're all carbon copies of one another. When you, when, when a conservative goes to that campus, um, you'll see what happens and see how original and extraordinary all of these kids are. A place where you can learn and grow and thrive? No. It's a place where you can be indoctrinated and, and, and regress and die. At Stanford, you join a diverse, there's that keyword, joyful and welcoming campus community, yeah, unless you're conservative, with a shared determination to make our world better, like San Francisco. Indeed, Leland and Jane Stanford founded the university to promote the public welfare by exercising an influence on behalf of humanity and civilization. That influence begins with an with an academic community committed to mastering the known and developing 
an intuitive capacity to imagine the unknown. None of that made sense. But that's the kid who's telling you that you're a racist, you're you're a bigot if you don't vote for Joe Biden. Um, I, I it's fascinating. It's fascinating. Uh. I don't have much longer. Let's see if I could breeze through what I want to talk about. But I um, woke trends are not dying. I thought that they would die because of the coronavirus, but they're not. Uh, you know, sometimes wholesome wholesome um, posts, for instance, this one's on Facebook, go viral. And uh, and and then it makes you feel good. It's kind of like a, a, a an animal video, and, and it goes viral, an animal doing something funny you're like oh that's nice that that's nice or like a, a kid a, a baby and, and a bulldog and look how cute they are and that went viral very very wholesome very nice uh so there was another one about weight loss that went viral and uh very wholesome and nice and and it's amazing a hundred I, I it was shared 134,000 times at the time of the screenshot on facebook and it's a picture of a couple uh the girl being a little bit more fat than the guy but you know and uh, it's it looks like they went on a hike. And the guy wrote, change her, never replace her, and it's a heart. Because the next picture is of them both looking really ripped, both looking really good looking, and uh, they, they, they made each other better. That's a healthy relationship. That's always nice to see. You know, a lot of people are in toxic relationships where both of them just fucking suck. And they make each other worse. And usually people let themselves go. They get too comfortable. You should always try to impress your significant other. You should always show your value to them. And you should never, ever, ever get fat and ever unappealing. Because you know what? We all get old. But we should all still try to impress one another and and be the best version of ourselves we can be. So uh, that's a beautiful post I saw. Change her, never replace her. And they both changed. The dude has a f- is fucking ripped. And she is too. And they even got tans. I mean, they did everything. Uh, so then obviously, obviously a busybody person on Twitter who's fucking miserable. And I guess she's a doctor. A doctor of what? Dr. Jessica Taylor wrote, replace him. Never change for him. Don't be. You know how they go. Be better. If if I if Josh says something racist on Twitter, someone goes be better. They don't really mean it. They just say be more like me. With with this person, it's uh, it's never change for him. Replace him if he wants you to lose weight. He's a fucking fascist. Replace him. He's trying to make you be a better person and more healthy. Replace him. He's oppressing you. Everything that they see as oppressive. It's the opposite. It's like the news. It's like politicians. Whatever they say, it's the opposite. Whatever a social justice warrior says, it's the opposite. It's a, it's a super simple rule to live by. So do a little deep dive on this girl. I mean, I did. I mean, really, all you have to do is click on her profile. Uh, and it, it's, it's, uh, she's a FRSA speaker, author, and research psychologist. Psychology is bullshit pseudoscience all bullshit and i have no idea what a frsa speaker is um but uh she has a phd in victim blaming and self-blame of women i i don't even think she's a doctor in that i think she just gave herself that title founder of victim focus proud working class feminist feminist slaying it 
and um, you click on her picture, and of course she has that stupid fucking haircut feminists have where they do the bangs thing all across their forehead and really way too far up. Don't do bangs. And um, and a giant tattoo of an owl, a satanic owl on her arm, and a lesbian with a dog. She's a lesbian. She's miserable, which brings me to... um, well, I so I wrote I wrote uh, first. Actually, I don't need to tell you what I wrote because it's just a recap of everything I just spoke about. But um, well, actually, before lesbians aren't real. <laughs> uh, lonely lady shitting on family. So again, it's another lonely lady. It's another wholesome post of a family. It's uh, there's a Peloton in the background. It's a there's the blown up pictures of the four kids in the background, and and it's a oh cute. The mom is holding a baby, and then her three kids, oldest to youngest, is standing in front of her, and uh, and she has four kids, and and she she she's in shape. Look, she has a Peloton. She's in shape. She's good looking. She has four kids. She's not alone. She's amazing. And then this this uh, this miserable feminist wrote, jealousy is an ugly. No, she didn't write that. Sorry. She wrote really dark in such a layered way I can't fully wrap my head around. So yeah, a depressed and single woman projects <laughs> her internal sorrow and uh, envy as revulsion. She is revolted by seeing a happy woman with four kids who's obviously a stay-at-home mom, obviously in shape, and... Uh, it's it's just it's just amazing that her gut instinct is to be disgusted toward that and to be alone, depressed, and a whore. Amazing. Amazing what brainwash can do. It can make you turn on your uh instincts. Uh, amazing. So so a little bit of a deep dive on her. And wait, before that. The comments, it's like, it's like these people are in a, what's it called? The feedback loop where you say something and then other people are affirming you and saying, yeah, you go girl, you're right. Uh, so they all think that they're right, but they're all miserable together. So this one girl wrote so much to unpack, but seemingly willfully having, having four children in 2020 is always so dark to me. What? Another person says, uh, having children makes you less interesting and likable. This is objective fact. No, no, you're again, you're wrong. Again, the rule of thumb is the opposite. Uh, not all children are a blessing. All children should be, but people end up with new additions when they are already overburdened and can't afford them or people become parents who shouldn't be. It's a nice idea, but it's not reality. Who hurt you, Jensen? Who hurt you, man? Did your parents not want you? Did they Did they abandon you? Another person says, whatever happened to zero population growth? I only had two because it was better for the planet. She's speaking of her kids like this. Only now I look at those who had more and I'm a bit envious. Oh, okay. So actually you're, wow, that, that was a whole 180. I would have, it would have been wonderful to have more than one grandkid, even though I love him to pieces. There you go. This is someone that's living in regret. Now, how do I know that this person who tweeted that is miserable? All you need to do is type in their username, type in the word depression, and see that they've tweeted about being depressed hundreds of times. As an example, oh no, 
Now the depression. My outfit today is depression personified. Britney voice, it's depression, it's depression, bitch. This week in depression art supply purchase, I got this beautiful concrete pigment that I have no plans of using. It, it, it's funny how girls like this try to be quirky and they're like, I'm depressed. And you're like, oh, that's so cute. No, it's not. It's ugly also when guys do it. When guys bitch about how depressed they are, that's even uglier. You're not attracting anyone with that. It's ugly when people do it in general. She goes, it's important to work through the depression. I have to work. I have to go to work to pay my bills, even though I'm painfully depressed. She's the one who tweeted. She's clearly envious of that family, by the way. Drafting my, sorry, I didn't text back. Uh, I was in deep depression and just now lifting out of it for a bit messages. Depression is a real time suck and, and so on and so on. I don't need to go on. Um, I don't have much time. I actually went way over. Um, but the the last thing I wanted to talk about. No, you know what? I'll save it. There's so much I have to save, but I'll save it. Uh, the lesbians not being real thing. It's really funny. I maybe maybe I'll just start off on Friday with that. But you know what? Um, go back to traditional values. Stop saying diversity is our strength. Look to the to the Japanese. Realize that all news is fake news. And uh, nothing is real. Everything is a scam. And just keep listening to me. I'm going to make a Patreon really soon. And you're going to have to pay me. I'm going to put this behind a paywall. That's going to happen, guys. But for now, that is Sadcast episode 101. I am Sadwater. Here's a song. I love you. Bye.